Welcome to the Carrots and Cake Podcast. I'm your host, Tina Hopper, an FDN practitioner, author, mom, and IBD advocate. Tune in each week for real-life advice and strategies for becoming your happiest and healthiest self, all while thriving in the gray area. Trust me when I say, you can have your carrots and cake too. Hey guys, good morning and welcome to this next iced coffee date. Um, so of course the big news, enrollment is open for my mentorship. I only open the doors twice a year. So if you are interested in working together, creating a year long master plan for yourself, now is the time to sign up. Um, in the mentorship, you will learn all about metabolism, um, really what the dial movers are as far as getting your metabolism to a great place, how to track macros, how to adjust macros, how to periodize your nutrition, and then of course, hormonal health, hormonal balance, all those good things. So you guys know how much I love to talk about hormones. Um, and today I am going to talk about um, four major hormonal issues that might be causing you or preventing you from losing weight. I butchered the title there. <laughs> so four major hormonal issues that might be preventing you from losing weight. I'm so mad I messed that up. Um, but that's what happens when you're live. You just have to go with it. Oh, also, just real quick, I want to point out these leggings. I just got these um, from Zaya. My sister is a Zaya rep, and these were on her Facebook page. And I was like, oh, those are so fun. Um, and they're like a purple watercolor is what they call them. Um, I'm typically the black leggings all the way, just because I get so sweaty and you have like butt sweat and like all that. Um, these, I figured with this type of pattern, wouldn't show up. Um, and they're also like a really smooth, smooth, soft material, so I also don't think they're gonna show sweat. So wearing them to CrossFit today, we'll see how they go, but just wanted to give these a shout out, and if you wanna buy anything from Zaya, uh, contact my sister. <laughs> I can leave her link somewhere. Um, but yeah, she does this on the side, so just wanted to give her a shout out, because these are really cute. Okay, so let's get into the four major hormonal issues that might be preventing you from losing weight. So um, this is definitely something I deal with with one-on-one -on -one clients when I do um, any sort of functional testing. So I'll see a lot of these patterns again and again. So I identified like the four major things that I see again and again, and I feel like a lot of women experience this. Um, and you know, when I'm working with one-on-one -on -one clients, you know, the testing is really helpful as far as just giving us more of a direct path. Um, but not everybody needs testing. I do think symptoms and like what's going on with you health-wise um, can say a lot about what's going on hormonally. Um, and of course, you know, hormonal imbalance just makes losing weight harder or changing your body composition composition. It's not to say that you can't lose weight, you can't lose muscle if you have hormonal things going on. It just makes it so much harder and I feel like you have to do more extreme things to get results. Um, so yeah, if you have hormonal imbalance and go on a crash diet, sure, the weight's gonna come off, but I just feel like you're gonna do more damage to your hormones and that weight's probably gonna come back and it's gonna leave you back where you were. So I just feel like once your hormones are balanced, it makes everything easier. It makes things more sustainable um, and your results can be more long-term. So that's obviously important. And then I just think having balanced hormones everything's better, like life is better, like you can handle stress better, you can handle your family when they're annoying, you sleep better, you have more energy, your mood's better, um, you just feel better overall. So that's why I'm a big fan of hormones and hormonal balance. Um, and you guys have heard my personal story probably a million times. If not, it's in a previous episode, you can hear it. Um, but I struggled for a long time and I was really, really unhappy. And when I finally figured out the hormone thing, I just feel like everything's easier. <laughs> everything's easier and better. 
Okay, so let me get into it. So the four th things that I see again and again on Dutch tests, also talking with clients, um, number one is high cortisol. Um, and cortisol is our stress response. And cortisol is not necessarily a bad thing. I mean, it's actually anti-inflammatory, but when it's constantly elevated, that's where we run into trouble. So um, the normal cortisol response is, you know, something stressful happens to you, you get into a car accident, you have to give a presentation at work, something like that. Your cortisol will go up, give you energy, and then it's supposed to go back to kind of like a homeostasis where um, life is okay, you're not stressed anymore, and everything's great. Um, but if you think about our lives, you know, we're running from one thing to the next. We have stressful jobs, we have little kids at home, we're doing Peloton or Orange Theory, something that is pushing our body um, to the limit as far as those stress hormones go. Um, and that will make it so much harder to lose weight because cortisol and blood sugar regulation go hand in hand. So if your blood sugar go, if your cortisol goes up, your blood sugar is going to go up. And if you think about it, you know, if you're running from a lion or something like that, evolutionary wise, um, you need that blood sugar, you need that glucose to your muscles quickly um, so you can run away from whatever is chasing you. But nowadays, you know, that's not how life is. I mean, we're getting stressed out about relationships and financial worries and things like that. So our bodies don't realize that it's not such a life or death threat, but our body is responding in that way. So if you're having blood sugar issues, um, it's really hard to control your cravings. Um, you have mood swings, energy dips, things like that. Um, and like really it comes back to managing stress. And I mean, I have talked about this a few times, but once I got my stress under control, <laughs> easier said than done, um, the blood sugar stuff became a lot easier to manage. I mean, at my worst, I was waking up in the middle of the night with my stomach growling because my blood sugar was dropping so low in the middle of the night. Um, and I knew I was eating enough calories. It just, like my blood sugar was not stable. Um, and I, I couldn't keep it stable. It was like miserable. I was constantly craving carbs. I always wanted to eat. Um, I just could not get it under control. Um, so between managing stress and then just eating more macro balanced meals, I think that has been really important. Um, just getting protein, good sources of carbs and fat in every single meal, some sort of fiber in there, um, just to help you know with that um, glucose response as far as slowly digesting that meal instead of having you know blood sugar spikes and drops and things like that if you were eating more processed foods and things like that. So um, that's definitely something that I see again and again. So I know managing stress easier said than done, um, but anything you can do to just breathe, to slow down, to ask for help, you know, practice self-care, um, set strict hours around work. I think a lot of us are still working from home and I know work can just bleed into so many areas of your personal life. Um, I'm the poster child for that. Um, but just doing your best as far as setting those boundaries and really sticking to them. Um, for me, it's this whole idea that I know it's good for me um, and remembering that because a lot of stuff I'm like, oh, I should do that, but then I don't. So like setting boundaries, you know, with my clients and like office hours. Um, I should go to yoga, like things like that. And then I don't actually do it. Um, but the idea of knowing that it's good for me, I think that really helps. So like with the meditation and the journaling, that has become more routine because I remind myself, I'm like, this is good for me. This is going to benefit me. This is going to lower my stress. Just go do it. Um, and that has been a lot more easier to implement. And now I'm kind of getting into a routine with the meditation, with the journaling. Um, I'm not perfect. I'm not doing it every single day. I'm kind of doing it as needed. But when that thought runs through my head, where I'm like, uh, I don't know if I want to spend the time doing that. I like make myself because I know it's going to help me in the long run. But 
little tangent there, but I just figured that little tidbit would be helpful because I talk about this with one-on-one clients all the time and so many of them are super duper stressed as far as just lifestyle and expectations and things like that. And there is kind of a, um, there's stages of stress and exhaustion. Um, and you know, the first initial stages are the ones where the cortisol is giving you energy to do things and you kind of feel like superwoman. You can handle it all. You can do the crazy workouts, like everything's great. Um, but your HPA axis and your adrenals, they can't keep pushing out cortisol all the time. They eventually get quote unquote exhausted. Um, and you actually end up in that more exhaustive phase where like you're struggling to get out of bed in the morning. Um, you need a coffee to get going in the afternoon. You need a coffee to like keep going. You fall asleep the second your head hits the pillow. Um, you just aren't in the mood or your things that used to make you happy. Don't make you happy, happy anymore. Or you don't have that drive to go work out or it takes like a lot to get going during a workout or you're fatiguing so much more quickly than you used to. There's a lot of, there's a lot of signs that will tell you that hey maybe you are in those later phases of um exhaustion as far as cortisol and your stress response goes so that's definitely number one um and you guys know managing stress easier said than done but it really is foundational and then of course adding in those more macro balanced meals can be really helpful okay number two is estrogen dominance and I know you guys have heard me talk about this one. I have struggled with this. I mean, being on the pill sets you up for it. Being on the pill, being on the IUD, the Mirena, Google Mirena crash. It will explain exactly um, how you will end up with estrogen dominance after you remove the Mirena. Um, very interesting stuff. Um, but basically, estrogen dominance is the relationship between estrogen and progesterone. So when estrogen um, is higher and out of balance than progesterone, so not necessarily having more or less, um, it really is that ratio because the two hormones balance each other. Um, but when you have estrogen out of balance, it can make losing weight really hard um, because estrogen essentially like grows things if that makes sense um, so it grows fat cells so um, if you have a lot of fat cells you're gonna have a lot of estrogen if you have a lot of estrogen you're gonna have a lot of fat cells so there's kind of this like cyclical relationship going on um, and if you're not getting that extra estrogen out of your body it makes losing weight really hard um, and I think a lot I, it's not always the case, but I feel like with clients and myself, there was definitely like weight gain in like the hips and the butt and the belly area, um, maybe kind of like the breast area kind of depends on the client, um, but that's where kind of like the fat accumulates. Um, but really it's all about getting that estrogen out of your body so it's not recycling back through because every day your body's making hormones, it uses them and then it's getting out through the liver and then through the gut. So if there's anything going on with your liver or gut, those extra hormones are not gonna get out. So um, if you're drinking a ton of caffeine, if you're drinking alcohol, if you're eating a lot of processed foods that have like chemicals and preservatives and you know excess sugar and things like that um toxins as far as beauty products cleaning products um even like yankee candles stuff like that those are all toxins um and your body needs to process them it needs to go through the liver and then it needs to go out through your gut um and if those things are competing with the estrogen um it's not going to get out <laughs> and not to say there's like an order of how these things go through the liver and get processed um it's just they're all trying to get processed and um detox through the liver and the gut um, so just making sure you have a healthy liver, um, doing everything you can as far as not overdoing those things, um, and then also making sure you are 
um, eliminating every day as far as having a bowel movement every single day. I talk to so many clients that they're like, oh, I go a couple times a week, I'm constantly constipated. Um, that is not good. That is setting you up for estrogen dominance. The hormones are not getting out. Um, so making sure things are moving along as far as the gut goes. So just doing everything you can to keep it healthy. Um, oh, also um, adding um, cruciferous veggies um, could also be helpful as far as getting that estrogen out. Sorry, I forgot to mention this. Um, but cruciferous veggies have something called DIM in it, and DIM actually helps with the phase one detox um, of liver detox. Um, so I tell clients that I ha that have estrogen dominance to have cruciferous veggies with every single meal, breakfast, lunch, dinner. Um, so broccoli, cauliflower, kale, Brussels sprouts, cabbage, um, any of those, but just adding them to all of your meals. Um, beans um, and soluble fiber, also really, really good for the estrogen dominance. Um, you guys have heard me talk about the bean protocol, um, oats, um, lentils, things like that that have that soluble fiber because it does help draw out those toxins. So those are the big ones. Um, and then of course, just getting enough sleep and things like that um, can also make such a difference with that estrogen balance. Um, you can also try... Um, uh, increasing progesterone, that's an option. Um, there's different supplements and things out there, um, you know, Talk to your doctor before you try any of this, but there's Vitex, Chastree, um, that's a good one as far as boosting progesterone. Progesterone creams, things like that, um, but just trying to boost that. And honestly, like managing stress, going back to the first thing I talked about, that's really huge too because um, stress kills sex hormones, so it's potentially like killing progesterone. So just managing your stress, making sure you're eating enough food, you're not over-exercising, making sure you're sleeping, um, hydrated, all that. Because yeah, if you're super duper stressed, that progesterone is gonna be super low. So just doing everything you can to get it up. Okay, uh, number three is low thyroid. And oh my gosh, I see this all the time with clients. Um, again, this goes back to stress. There's definitely a stress component and a gut component to thyroid stuff. Um, but I feel like it's not diagnosed by traditional doctors very much. They kind of blow it off. Even my doctor, um, actually kind of depends on the doctor. Some of my doctors are really good. Some of my doctors are a little eh. But um, you really do have to push for getting a full panel because um, a lot of doctors, they'll run your TSH, especially if you're in your 40s and you're having like issues as far as metabolism or hormones, they'll run your TSH all day. I mean, that's easy. TSH is a good, it's good information, but it's almost, it's not giving you the full picture. Um, and an analogy that I heard that was really good that is, um, if you went outside and somebody asked you what the temperature was and you put your hand on the pavement, you could tell if it was hot outside, you know what I mean? So if you're outside, um, if the ground is like fiery hot, you know it's gonna be really, really hot, but you don't know the temperature. <laughs> So with the full panel, you're getting more of an idea of what's going on, a more of an exact idea of what's going on. Um, so just getting the full panel as far as your T3, your T4, reverse, free, all those good ones. And if you ask for that full panel, you're going to get way more information. And then also there are functional ranges and just reference ranges, regular reference ranges. So ideally you wanna be in the functional range. Um, a lot of doctors, I mean, they're going by these really big ranges and I mean, it's based on the whole population. So anybody who's come to them and had their thyroid tested, they're gonna put you in that box. So it could be somebody that has these crazy numbers that, you know, I don't know, their ranges are a lot bigger. Um, so with FDN, we're looking at a TSH anywhere from 2.5 or one to like 2.5 is like kind of our range um, for like a healthy thyroid. But all the time I have clients come to me and they're like, oh, my thyroid, my TSH is three and a half. My doctor says it's fine. And I'm like, it's fine, but it's not optimal. <laughs> I'm 
like where do you want to be as far as health goes um so just something to think about if you're getting your results back and your doctor saying you're fine i actually had a client say that they had a five and i was like that's just that's too high <laughs> let's get that down um but yeah the thyroid stuff um Again and again, I see that. And your thyroid is basically like the master of your metabolism. Um, so if your thyroid is slowing down, everything in your body is slowing down. So your metabolism is slowing down. Um, your GI system is slowing down. That's why we see constipation a lot with um, thyroid issues. Your temperature is slowing down. Typically, we'll see cold um, body temperatures. Um, your skin even slows down, how quickly it's turning over. So you'll see dull skin, dry skin. Sometimes you'll see acne, things like that. Um, so your whole body slows down including your metabolism so that's why we see weight gain um, so getting that thyroid into a good place is really important okay and then finally insulin resistance I see this again and again I heard a podcast the other day that said like 80% of the population has some sort of insulin resistance that seems like really high but maybe I mean there's a lot of healthy people that even have like insulin or look healthy people um, body-wise and they have insulin issues so it's, it's just interesting but kind of goes back to the blood sugar issue um, just want to make sure that you are eating good quality food managing stress making sure you are getting good sources of protein carbs fat in your diet um, I think all that is really really important um, and at times maybe intermittent fasting can help but again it just depends on the client, their lifestyle, how stressed they are. Sometimes intermittent fasting could add more stress, but it could be good as far as getting your blood sugars and insulin into a good place. So again, something to talk about with your doctor or a practitioner um, based on your individual case. Um, but yeah, those are the main um, things that I see again and again. I see these on the Dutch. Um, I'm gonna start probably seeing more of this on the HTMA, which I love. It gives you insight into the adrenals and the thyroid, and it's just, it's fascinating. I love it. I love the mineral balance stuff. Um, and this is also stuff that we will cover in the mentorship. So there's gonna be a good two or three weeks devoted to hormones, hormonal balance. Um, there will be the option to do hormonal testing for an additional charge. So if you're somebody that wanted to do the testing, um, we could totally add it in there. Um, it's a good option if you didn't want to commit to six months of coaching and all that. So I just wanted to throw that in there. But like I said in the beginning, not everybody needs hormone testing. So like a lot of the symptoms, a lot of this stuff that I was just talking about um, can help you identify what's going on. And then, you know, a few of the things that I mentioned as far as nutrition and lifestyle, you start to implement those and just see how your body is affected. Of course, like the hormone testing gives you like data in black and white gives you kind of more a straight path to take but a lot of this you can deal with on your own i mean the estrogen dominant stuff i figured that out way before i ever did hormonal testing just from reading um listening to podcasts you know googling things i figured that out on my own um but of course you know the hormone testing does give you more info but there's so much you can do as far as symptoms nutrition lifestyle um and changing things up that way um so yeah just giving a shout out to that but it's a great um, mentorship in the sense that we are working together on a lot of this. We will utilize each other as far as information. You will have me there as a coach um, and I can walk you through all this. So hopefully you're thinking about jo joining. If you do have any questions, just send me a message on Instagram in my DMs. Um, there's, a, there's a voice messaging app or option there where if you want to, <laughs> that was me pushing the button. <laughs> that was weird. Um, but there's an option to leave a voice message. And I think that's a really easy way to get your questions answered and we can have a quick conversation. So do not hesitate to reach out more than happy to answer anything about it. Okay, guys, I have rambled on happy hump day. Oh my gosh, it seemed like a long week, right? <laughs>
<laughs> but I hope you found this helpful. Um, and really the moral of the story is um, hormones can make it more difficult to lose weight. I mean, at the end of the day, it really is kind of a, you know, calories in, calories out situation. But if you have hormonal imbalance, it can make it that much harder. Um, it can also make it harder as far as just food choices and blood sugar balance and energy and motivation and things like that. So it's all connected, guys. Okay, done rambling. Have a great day.